Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And my name is Nathan. You can find me on social media at NoClutchNate. And today we're going to be talking about Minute 21 of Zack Snyder's Justice League, which is going to start with Wonder Woman standing atop the Lady Justice Tower of the Old Bailey. And then the minutes are going to end with Wonder Woman beginning to interrogate one of the terrorists. This is, uh, ba- uh, what is it? Bad guy number two. Uh, what is it? Black Clad Alpha was Michael Mickelhatton's character. This guy yes. is credited as uh, Black Clad Beta. That's what and, I figured. And is, is played by John Daglish. So we'll get more into that conversation in tomorrow's minute. But today... We're just going to be talking, uh, I don't know about you, Nate, but I have a lot of notes on just more mythology and more about the Old Bailey and how this all just seems synonymous with the the Justice League story that we have here. Hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, I got some notes on, on why, um, you know, Wonder Woman is here, why they're choosing the Old Bailey, that kind of thing. I got some settings, setting notes. So uh, I don't know if you should go first or if I should go first then, but uh, we can <laughs> I guess mix like, it. we can mix it together, blend it. I, I think the biggest takeaway, the, the most important thing, which would be uh, a huge misstep if we just do- deep dive like we normally do into all this stuff and the why and the philosophy and the mythology, if we didn't just start off immediately with the biggest reference in this is the fact that the Lady Justice statue is a reference to Wonder Woman. It's like the biggest on the nose thing. Like you can't miss it. It is there. She's standing on the Lady Justice statue. It is Wonder Woman is the personification of justice and her just being there is the biggest reference that we can make. Now we can deep dive into what's why that is. Mm -hmm. And um, what's really cool about this Lady Justice statue, just a quick history on the actual statue itself is that it was erected in 1907 about a year after the old bailey itself was completed by the architect ew mountford and then the statue and almost all the exterior relief work that was done um on the old bailey was done by new sculptor fw pomeroy so the architect of the building was ew mountford and then the new sculptor was fw pomeroy and new sculptor is like of that era it's not that he was a new sculptor it's just it's like saying new wave it's like new sculptor it was the uh like the type of sculptor he was and that's why they hired him at the time because he was more modern and uh now was it is it still does it have the nu is it nu oh it's n-e-w it's n-e-w oh okay it's not like no you're thinking like new metal i'm thinking a new metal I don't that's, think they should have just kept the same <laughs> continuity. I think that's one of those 2000-isms, like early Y2K-isms, where it's like, oh, we got to make it new, but we got to make it NU because we're we're of the future now. We're cool. Yeah. We're in the 21st century now. Mm-hmm. Chrome. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that was pretty much the mentality here with you know it being 1907 and being a new century that they were like, oh, now we, you know the new sculptors are arrived. We're not, you know, we're not dealing with uh, Rodin and stuff like that. We're dealing with. Uh, you know, the dragon? Like, no, Rodin, like uh, Augusta Rodan. Rodin. Is it Rodan? Like the, <laughs> that's what I was, that's like, the joke I'm making, like the dragon. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, 
Dragon? Rodan dragon? is a kaiju? dragon? I don't know. Is it a dragon? You could say kaiju because everyone knows it now as kaiju, so Rodan. Dude comes out of a volcano. He's a dragon. He yeah. flies. Yeah, you're kind of right. You're not wrong. Uh, <laughs> big bird. Anyways. <laughs> so, yeah. Some really cool, interesting things about the Lady Justice statue that I had, which I feel like... Once we get to know those things, we get to understand the motivation behind Wonder Woman here. And all these little things that Lady Justice has is very similar to what we talked about with the recording angel and fortitude and truth from about two minutes ago. We talked about it and the scales that Lady Justice holds is a uh, a personification of justice. Balancing those scales dates back to um, we see this not only with this statue, but uh, ancient Egypt, their goddesses Mayat and Isis, and then the Greek goddesses Themis and, and Thike. Uh, those, although Themis, I think, is more personified as l- just law in general, not just justice, but like the divine rightness of law. And uh, those plates, they represent like each one of those plates on the scale, like represents support and opposition for one's case. So as they weigh your your you know your case. This means support, this one means opposition, and it weighs out from that way. But one of the cool things that I saw about that was most of those people, like Mayotte and, and, and Lady Justice here mm-hmm. and Themis, when they, when they have those scales, they hold it, right? Normally you see them holding the scales of justice. And I, I learned here that that suspension of the scales, as I hit my microphone, the suspension of scale is important because it represents that there's no foundation for the evidence that is going to be weighed so it's that evidence should stand on its own quote unquote it's like it shouldn't uh there's no okay it has to be like uh go for it (laughs) i was going to say well like i'm trying to think of the differences in like the 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 symbolism of justice we have here in the united states my main uh thing that i noticed in this statue of uh, lady justice on the old bailey there's no blindfold and i know that we here in the americas we have justice's blind bullshit or whatever the statues have you know a little blindfold on them um it's not the case here so uh maybe that's just like a different uh idealism that we kind of you know terribly brought about with uh our justice system here yeah um but the, the scales bl- and the sword still kind of match, right? Those are yeah. still the same. Everything okay. else is pretty much constant. There's, there's more added here, but yeah, the blindfold is taken away. Normally, the blindfold represents impartialness, mm-hmm. impartiality. It's inconsiderate of wealth or power. It doesn't weigh in on the on the case. But uh, the Old Bailey, like if you take a tour at the Old Bailey, the brochures tell you about the blindfold and the omission of it because they say that one. The original Lady Justice was originally not blindfolded, and two, because of her maidenly form, quote-unquote, yeah. uh, it's supposed to guarantee her impartiality, which renders the blindfold like redundant or repetitive. Uh, okay. So basically, in other words, the, the fact that she's a woman is her yeah. impartiality. They don't yeah. need, she doesn't have to wear the blindfold. And that's something, too, I thought of wh- what you said, Nate, is that the Justice is blind thing, Like I feel like that's counterproductive like you should see like uh truth does in uh the statue that's outside the yes. the uh the ceremonial gate that we saw two minutes ago that has truth naked looking into a mirror the snake on her hand all things that are like hey 
be very aware of the truth and you know being blindfolded just seems like well that doesn't seem right at all so mm-hmm. they took off the blindfold which is fantastic um the sword is probably the more obvious one that represents that justice can be swift and final um it is unsheathed and very visible which is a sign that justice is transparent but it's not meant to be feared it's just accepted like don't be afraid of the sword just know that the sword is it's being shown so that you can accept it. Yeah, that I you, have a sword. Just know that I have yeah, a sword. Just know yeah. that 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 weapon is there. Don't be afraid of it. Just accept it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one of the cooler things is probably things that get overlooked, but it's it's her outfit itself. It's the fact that she's wearing uh, something that you might think is cool. Yeah. Her who's crown. she wearing, Mark? Yeah, who's she wearing? Uh, the crown is spiky and sun-like, which can be seen as an allusion to the mythology of Themyscira, especially the mother box that they are protecting. So seeing Wonder Woman with this Lady Justice statue that has this sun-like crown uh, could be a, a an allusion to Themyscira. And then um, she's... There are some scholars out there who study this statue and they they write down that her appearance is more classical Roman than it is Greek and that her facial expression is fierce and grim, which means that justice is stern and that uh, the Greco-Roman toga that she's wearing helps to helps to define the tradition of carrying out justice is rooted in philosophy. So it's meant to be seen as a wise decision and not like arbitrary or barbaric. It's like there's thought put into the carrying out of justice. I can see the Romanesque uh, sculpting, especially in the face. Yes. Um, and this one picture that I have here, very, um, you know, the in Greco or a Grecian, I think, sculpting, there's usually expression to the faces sometimes um, that you can see. Um, and I feel like in a lot of like Roman, um, it's just like stark, like you were saying, just like the plain face, you know, lips closed, eyes front, even if there are eyes carved into it. Um, still very um um the hair as well kind of like makes me think of roman esque as, as well flowing and not uh like short flowing and not like long aggression i guess does that yeah. make sense I yeah no in this in this version her hair is like tied up it's pinned up whereas mm-hmm. in in a lot of greek sculptures and it seems like as time goes on they're like hey don't do all that fancy sculptor work because over time they just fall apart, like the limbs fall off and stuff. And so now they're like, hey, we have to build build these things to last to, mm-hmm. to stay. And that's why this is also made out of um, metal and, and, and bronze. I know, right? And, I mean, uh, Michael, geez, what a waste of time. That thing fell apart. <laughs> that thing fell apart and it lasted a second. The ancient Egyptians, they had it correct. They're like, hey, don't put the arms on the body. Don't even. Triangles, baby. Yeah, triangles. Yeah, yeah, just build a giant triangle. It'll never fall apart. Um <laughs> So yeah, there's a. Uh, it definitely has like that more classical Roman look. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one other cool thing about this statue is that she stands on top of a globe. Like if you look at her feet, she's standing yeah. on top of a globe, which um, means that the jurisdiction of justice is is borderless. It's universal, and uh, yeah, just just really cool stuff. And a lot of all those things really carry into Wonder Woman has the same. Uh, almost inventory, the sword, her, her her philosophy, her ideals uh, is pretty much like it's. That's why it's so on the nose that this is a 
giant Wonder Woman reference, literally. A pretty big statue we got going on here, but um, hey, hey, enough statue talk. I kind of got, uh, I got some things. We're still in the old Bailey, so um, my main question about this entire minute, this whole scene really, um, and I think I've said it before in previous episodes, is um, just what are they doing? What's the point? I, you know, I thought it was a bank the whole time. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just going to blow up a bank or something. No, no, no. So I had no, really like no idea what was going on. So this is day whatever, three or four of us talking about um, the uh, black clad terrorist organization and still having really no idea what they do what they represent uh, just the idea behind it i have no idea so i tried to look uh into it as much as i could um when we first started talking about the old bailey we were mentioning um the two different types of entrances um and there's pretty much like different court courts uh at this location here okay um and one of those courts uh, I found was dealing specifically with terrorism. Um, so now I'm thinking that uh, their whole shtick here, uh, court two, is a high security court where terrorist trials take place. So, like, are they trying to just erase all of just terrorist activity and not just like, you know, all right, let's get both buildings, two birds. It's like, no, 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 let's just do the one building. We're a terrorist group let's you know erase all the debt of other terrorists or whatever you know whatever they're doing you know what i mean yeah clean Um, slate yeah so like that kind of fits now i get it now i get why the terrorist organization is here i don't know who the terrorist organization is i probably you know i don't think we're going to do any more diving diving, into yeah. yeah there's i don't think we can i don't think we can pull anything it's just they're here they're here for this wonder woman scene they get a name they get two guy credits um and that's kind of it yeah you know just to show the fortitude of wonder woman in london sure i Um, think uh i think the biggest thing to that is is like this line that um mickle hatton says where he says down with the modern world back to the dark ages it's like the biggest that is directly their philosophy like if we're throws me off though does it? It throws, it it throws me, me off because I'm off. thinking yeah. that they're going to blow up a credit card building. <laughs> because yeah, I saw Fight Club. They saw Fight Club. They didn't read yes. the book. They saw Fight Club, and they're like, "Well, they got away with it, so you know, yeah. we'll, we'll get away with it." We, you know, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, th- back in 2017, this was in there, and that that threw me off too because I was reading into that so much and we're doing it now because we're doing the minute by minute podcast where we think okay he said back to the dark ages what does that mean Mm -hmm. where where do i go from there um even back then when we got no dark side in the 2017 version my mind was going is this guy an agent of dark side what does this mean going back to the dark ages we know that dark side was here before in the age of heroes does it have anything to do with that does he no nothing that out of context, now, doesn't mean a damn thing. Nothing. Now, Not even I'm in thinking, context. I'm thinking it's like a little bit more, you have to do a little bit more work, and it's a little bit more clever than just blatant, here's our plan, we're going to do it. Um, bringing you back to the Dark Ages could, could reference everything that happens in England in old DC Comics continuity. 
um, you know, with Etrigan and King Arthur and all of the things in the court and all of that stuff. So maybe, again, we're reaching. Take it back to the Dark Ages. We know that King Arthur and all those things happened here. Uh, we know that they are prominent figures. We know, hell, King Arthur's a character in this movie. So maybe it's just yeah. a, how do you do, ma'am? Let me tip my fedora, black clad alpha at yeah. you. I think the best that we can do is bring it, it is recontextualize it and, to, and bring it into a context that that we can find that makes sense for it. And I yeah. think it being that, um, you know, what was the Dark Ages of England? Well, that was when they were they were the superpower. They, you know, England England prevails type of thing. But go mm-hmm. back to when it was a, a monarchy, and you know, and root it in, in white supremacy and, and stuff like that. And so that's where this these people are trying to get to. And thinking about it in, in that way, down with the modern world, back to the Dark Ages, here we are at the Old Bailey where it is literally adorned all throughout with, uh, I don't want to say gods because, you know, Christianity, Christianity is, is monotheistic uh, by definition, but... You know, it, throughout this old Bailey and inside it as well, you have more Pomeroy sculptures of justice, mercy, temperance, charity, fortitude, truth, truth, um, dopey, all, sleepy, sneezy, happy. Keep going, Buzz Lightyear, um, Woody, T Rex, Ham, Mister Potato Head. You know, just so many deities in this in this uh, courthouse and. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they're just, you consider them angels or saints or what, but um, it it does feel Holy a little saints. It feels a little polytheistic. It um, does. I so, have one thing to bring up though. Yeah, so, go for it. And this is going to just like hopefully be the last big question that I have about this terrorist organization. And this doesn't help because I'm on the DC Extended Universe Wikipedia, just mm-hmm. trash of a website, you know. <laughs> And so, like, this post here... so it's like, you look listen up to Black... our episodes and start filling in the blanks, like... Yeah. <laughs> if you look up Black Clad, they do have, like, the, the basic stuff that you can just pull from the movie after watching it one time, yada, 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 who they are, what the deal is. One of them comes in, kills them with the bracelets. Okay. In this little section at the bottom here, it shows relationships for Black Clad, the organization. Um, and only one section in a relationship shows enemies. Now, three enemies are listed... London, policemen, and victims. So, like, they're, uh, it shows who they are and then what their, uh, yeah, role er- everyone was involved. in relation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, the policemen, the London policemen, um, they're enemies because they're the victims of Black Clad. Wonder Woman, uh, is an enemy and because she captures and kills the members of Black Clad. Now, the last one lists Superman. And it says he's an enemy of Black Clad because he's a target of hate. And I don't understand that. And by that logic, that's supposed to mean that, like, because Superman exists, there's bound to be terrorist organizations that pop up because they don't stand for what he stands for? Is that what I'm trying... Is that what I'm understanding? Absolutely. Yeah, there's actually something in... I think Zemo said something about that in the in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier recently. Not in the recent, you know, episode, but it somewhere along the series he talks about um how we look up to these superheroes and we've we've created this image in our head 
yeah. of supremacy about them. And it's ha- this is an actual thing that happens with comic books, with people who make comic books, with people who read comic books. Any form of modern mythology is seeing the Superman and some go, oh, he's a savior. Oh, he's a protector. Some see him as, oh, he mm-hmm. is the, the devil. Well, we see him as the Ubermensch, like the you know the Overlord. Superman, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got you. in in a in a white supremacy way, in a very supremacist racist way, you can see Superman and go, oh, people don't like that tall, white, strong person that that uh, you know, and ran type character well we fight for that you know and that's a good thing to put in your movie especially zack snyder someone who's been criticized for randy uh randian type of of character building and so to put that in there and be like hey these terrorists are actually like super white supremacist pro superman uh, homelander type thing all you know all up in that it's good to be like hey these guys are actually terrorists they're bad guys and they're all sorts of wrong in the head, screw loose type of thing. So mm-hmm. let's um, let's get Wonder Woman in here to to put them away. So yeah, I think that's actually a really, and now that's a deep cut. Someone putting that in in the DCEU wiki. So uh, it's yeah, you got I, one person I whose <laughs> hamster wheel is really turning. <laughs> They're really turning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, uh, something so to kind of contextualize that that phrase, down with the modern world, back to the dark ages. Um, and going back to all these sculptures of these uh, these personifications of law and stuff like that, when we see that that second bad guy, when we see uh, black clad Beta walking through the halls of the old Bailey, um, you can kind of see that they are the representation of all that is evil in in like. Uh, in the adverse of of all that is good here, this is this is all the heavens. All the heavens are watching them. When they showed yeah. up, you had the recording angel and fortitude and truth. They're looking at him now. You have Lady Justice looking at them, and now in the halls you have Charity, Temperance, Mercy, Charity, uh, Truth, and Fortitude. They're all looking at this man as well and judging him, judging him for what they are doing right now, and. Um, it's really cool to think of it think of it like that because it's personifying the heavens judging a person uh even though they're not really there it's the sculptures and soon it'll be wonder woman the new the new yeah. age of heroes that the will personification of all of those things yeah judging um, him for it yeah and i will say that i mean their their organization name is kind of nail on the head black clad i get it you know yeah. okay you, you get it um kind Dark of cool because <laughs> yeah but in also in a movie where the same color is used as resurrection and hope again yeah like at rebirth hope resurrection like it is still a very renaissancean color which is crazy to think about right because renaissance means i mean like synonymous with renaissance is color and, and art form and all of this yeah you know brightness and 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 everything and then we you have throw our own in Renaissance yeah. coming up with you have the our age own Renaissance, and then and you make it black, baby. Yeah, you make it black, baby. And so I think that's maybe what you know. Justice is gray. It works so well because it's yeah. such a multi-layered title for for Justice League, and um, I think they really hammered in like the the just. It's almost like uh, t- 
to to compare some people may not get this but the title for the avengers comes with the avenging of of uh, colson you know like the avengers like there's something there where they're avenging yeah there's they have to you know, well that's why they said it in the stupid movie you know <laughs> we're not the pre-avengers it's like yeah I, you we get it i don't know but like coming yeah, from but someone who's known the like, avengers for his entire life you knew that it's like oh something bad ha- has to happen first and then they go into it that's yeah. like that's just the thing i think although in in captain marvel i think they retcon the the creation of that name um, but yeah, and here they, the, they define what it, what it means for justice to be a thing. And then to have that renaissance of the age of heroes to come again, um, is so important. And, and, you know, you have four hours to soak in all that mythology building, you know, uh, there was a couple other things that I wanted to talk about in this building, uh, a couple Lynette paintings and a couple axioms that are written in these halls. So, uh, F.W. Pomeroy, he did all the sculptures, but in the Lynettes, you have these paintings that are done by Gerald Moira. Um, and uh, just a few of these that stand stood out to me was one of Moses standing in front of Mount Sinai, which is in Egypt, and surrounded by Israel Israelite elders. Get out of here. Mosaic law. Yeah. Get out of here. No. Yeah. They have that in the, in the thing? Yeah. They got Moses. Uh, he's uh, depicting Mosaic law. There's another one of King That's Alfred. Beautiful standing uh in front of stonehenge and surrounded by druids he's depicting english law and then there's another one of lady justice again standing before saint paul's cathedral depicting law and military and stuff like that so you have all these different uh origins of how they carry out justice and whatnot and then one of the axioms like that is written um right underneath those those lynette paintings is one that says Moses gave unto the people the laws of God, which this is something people ask more about with Superman stories, even though this is a Justice League thing. Um, you get all those Christ-like imagery and Christ-like allegories, but people are like, hey, Simon and Shuster, they, they were Jewish, and they... Yeah, he's they, messianic. More of a... Superman is more of a, a allegory to Moses, and we would mm-hmm. like to see more of that and, and, and less of America's uh, trying to Christ make it... theology. Yeah. yeah, trying to make it more about about Jesus Christ. And so I like that you can see that one the most and most obviously, which is Moses gave unto the people the laws of God. Um, those are the, the Ten Commandments. Yeah. They have some other ones, some other axioms. Um this one says the law of the wise is the foundation of life. The welfare of the people is supreme. Right lives by law and law subsists by power. That's a pretty important one. Uh, can I, I, can I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to put a divot in your thing. No, but no. That first one, the law of the wise dictates life. Uh, what did you say? Yes. The law of the wise is a foundation of life. Is a foundation of life. Yeah. Now. Jor-El knew his planet was going to blow up, mm-hmm. and that dude sent his kid out yeah. to a place where he could live. Okay, oh, man. Wise man. Foundation of life. Yeah, that is pretty good. Um, I think it, as it goes down, as you go further down, it starts to get less and less uh, grand, grand, and you start to go, hey, mm-hmm. that sounds a little weird. Um, this one is poise, the cause, and justice is equal scales. I'm not sure what that one means. Uh, and then this last one says, London shall have all its ancient rights. 
Huh? Who wrote that uh, one? <laughs> <laughs> that one seems a little odd. Yeah. That one seems. What does like, that even mean? That sounds like something the black clad uh, terrorist group would have would have wrote down. I think that one they're like saving for that that nerd that pulls a sword out of the stone, and they're that just gonna like, like have to was... revert back to it. it's like, well, I guess well, he did it, right? <laughs> so he's a new king. That one looks more like you know if there were six founders of of the old Bailey, that like the sixth one was like the dark sheep the black sheep of of the group and was like yeah yeah london shall have all its ancient rights like whoa buddy you got salazar slytherin over here writing one of the yeah. axioms uh that one seemed the most questionable but it seems just like a uh what, what do you call it not a backup plan but like at the end the, the, the very last one <laughs> yeah like at the the very end of everything it's like yeah. well i guess we just go back to ancient rights huh yeah, let's just go back to being the the London that everyone knows, which is uh, we own everything, and if we don't, then we're going to own it eventually because yeah. we're London or we're England. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much all the uh, just kind of like the philosophy and mythology I had for this minute. But this is um, I want to I want to jump back a bit to the beginning of the minute where we do see uh, Wonder Woman standing on top of the. Uh, Lady Justice statue and the shot here of it kind of looking over the edge of the building and then turning and looking back up at the Lady Justice statue has such a weird disorienting like I don't know fear of heights type movement for me and I I don't think it's CGI like the whole camera movement and everything I feel like this is a drone shot since they filmed in London that maybe they took a drone and it was carrying an IMAX camera. I doubt that it, there's a crane up there that's that can be that tall with an IMAX camera, but maybe. Uh, I IMAX cameras are very heavy. I've seen Zack Snyder lift one. That was pretty intense. But uh, maybe it's a crane shot with an IMAX camera on it, but it does such a disorienting rotation uh, that it it's just it's a it's a marvel of just how they shot that scene. Um, it was pretty cool. But you know what? I'm kind of surprised that there's no like little bird deterrence on this uh this old Bailey arms. You know, like little spikes. Well, it could be that they maybe they maybe they. No, did. I'm looking at pictures on the internet too of the actual of this of the statue. It doesn't yeah. look like they're they got them there. They they don't have like a guy who goes up there and. Uh, well, I guess there's no. Food. Now I was going to question like how often does that thing get cleaned and yeah. is that like an actual like job that uh, is like a weekly or a daily thing like go polish the old Bailey. That I mean, seems like. It would have to be a job, right? Yeah, and it would also have to be built to be perfectly balanced for the rest of time. And like, someone has to go up there and just be like, "Yeah, I got to make sure the arm doesn't fall off or anything. Make sure it's not." Leaning. I mean, I'm assuming it's all solid. It's yeah, or maybe it has to be. I mean, I know it's built to be balanced, but someone has to maintain the balance and make sure that it stands upright and you know has no erosion on it. So. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe they, uh, maybe that same process of maintaining the sculpture is also the same process they use to filming it as well. They're like, hey, well, this is how we get up there anyway, so you might as well take a camera and, and shoot what you need to shoot. And so I think maybe they shot this statue, and then in a soundstage, that's where they get Gal Gadot and, and Wonder, in Wonder Woman costume, and have her just hold a few green props just for placement 
and then you know get some fans blowing for the wind and then you marry those two layers and that's like the basis of your shot that we have here which is Mm -hmm. an iconic shot just in the entire dc cinematic universe um this is also type into google wonder woman pictures and i guarantee you first page is going to have this on it i wonder if so i feel like it might be one of the most uh the most iconic shots that she has. I think the other iconic shot is just her uh, in that World War One warehouse in Veld, where she's fighting those uh, World War One German soldiers inside that that uh, warehouse that she breaks into. Because that was like one of the first shots, uh, photographs that we had seen of her, uh, kind of like to hype up the to market the movie, the 2017 movie, uh, Wonder Woman, not Justice League. And um, this is also where we get that ancient lamentation music uh, for the third time. The first time was right when Superman died and we got the shot of Gal Gadot at, you know, where he died. And then the second was when we got to Themyscira and the mother box was awakening. And so now this is the third time we're hearing it. And it's probably the most obvious time. Like if you didn't recognize it those first two times, you recognize it here. This is probably yeah. the biggest one. This is the this is the one where you go, oh, that's interesting. I buy that in the sense of similar to the Vizra Vatansenda Rosu song, where it was like, oh, that's a they're treating him like a god and they're praising, you know, they're singing to him. It's very mythological. This is where we get to that one where they go, oh, this is also treat. They're treating all of them like gods. They're all gods yeah. watching from above, type of thing. But this is the one, this is the more memorable part where from now on throughout the film, you're going to go, hey, they're playing that ancient lamentation music a little too much, which is up for your criticism. But, you know, this is <laughs> this is where it's defined. This is where it goes, hey, Wonder Woman, ancient lamentation music, get ready for it. This is the big one. And um, I think it works really well here because it's so open, because she is standing in such an open, airy space that the music has like this wispy windfall you know kind of air i know exactly air, what you airy mean, vibe yeah. to it you know what i mean it's so yeah like course. you can breathe it in kind of thing it's open it's all open i mean it's just like sky skyline and then one figure yeah um but uh more just more so on the ancient lamentation music is i i do very much enjoy it i i enjoy it throughout the the movie but here is like it hits very hard. It hits very much like such an enjoyable presence to have that music in there. And I think, you know, with Junkie XL, I think it's a great decision to introduce something like that because you can't always have the the, the electric cello, the the Wonder Woman theme that we know yeah. because even back then, it just was like. When it's Doomsday like, shows mm, up and, and, and it's she, action, something's about to happen like yes. big and, and it's you're going to get it. So yeah. why you're going to get it like within this week of minutes, like uh, thinking about the next minute, really, we're going to hear it if mm-hmm. not Wednesday. But, you know, if you're going to hear it, then you can't play it now and, and, and lose all sense of grandeur in that Wonder Woman theme. So put this in there for when it, it, it can be this kind of, mythological version of wonder woman and then when you want badass wonder woman defecting bullets with her gauntlets and stuff that's when you go back into the electric cello and the tina guo goodness that uh, her and and han zimmer created um mm-hmm. so yeah i think it's really important that we just 
don't dilute either one. Um, now, I have one last question. Yes. And I think that today is the only day that I'm allowed to ask it. Go for it. So, and I'm still on black-clad terrorist organization. Go for it. Is it an is it at all a hindrance to the audience for them to not have a big speech of here's what we're doing here here's what we uh, plan to accomplish you're never going to stop us ha 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 like villainy you know monologue thing is it a hindrance that we cuz think about this you and I were doing this minute by minute, and even mm-hmm. before doing this minute by minute. This scene and this group was still a question in our mind. I'm perfectly fine with it being a question and with it with it have been staying a question. It was just bad guys for bad guys' sake. Is it a hindrance to the general audience that we don't know what the F they're doing, and it's just bad guys and Wonder Woman? It seems a little weird that we strive for information in these people whereas when Zack Snyder did Anatoly Kenyazev KG Beast and the other henchmen of Lex Luthor in the warehouse scene with Batman we don't strive so much because I think we think of Batman saving Martha it's all we really care about and so here we just need to care about Wonder Woman saving innocence and the fact who the bad guys are is not important in the moment and it's a parallel to two the two are almost exact same scenes of bad guys with innocent people yeah. that will die unless one unless the superhero comes in and kill kills the bad guy basically i'm sure they're fine they're they're not harmed at all one uh, of them well come on eh, they're fine that um, guy disintegrated and got erased <laughs> and so did anatoly but yeah, they they are the same similar scenes and, and you know, you'll always have people going, That Batman warehouse scene is probably the best thing we've ever seen Batman do in live action. But here we're like, Oh, what are the what are the bad guys up to here? It's like, don't worry about that. We're here to see Wonder Woman kick some ass. You're gonna love it. That's cinema. But I know what the bad guys were doing in the warehouse. They were they were just cronies of Lex and they were guarding or they they kidnapped Martha. We saw them kidnap Martha. But I that's mean we what see the setup for this. Yeah, but, but it's still a question. Well, why question it? They're just bad I don't guys. know. I think I think that's I I yeah, I think the question mm, I think I'm getting I'm stuck on questioning it. Yeah, when yes. when we were probably right 2 weeks ago when we were just like whatever. Let's yeah. get, let's move on. We're here to see bad guys be bad guys because we yeah. are going to get Steppenwolf who's going to be I just yes. want to come home. I've solved my mistake. I, I will get the mother boxes and I will it's find the anti-life. Yeah, it's a very good. Yeah. Wow, it's a very. Oh my god! Oh my god. Am I watching the movie? Is Kieran Hines here? Uh, <laughs> we go, hey, we got him on the show. It's a pretty good get. <laughs> that would be pretty good. Uh, but yes, uh, uh, Ray Porter, you want to be on the show? Let me, <laughs> please. Um, so yeah, I think the thing is to not question it anymore. Like we're here to see Wonder Woman. Like we're here to see justice get carried out, um, and that's. That kind of brings us to, to the next point here, which is, you know, you have black clad beta. He's walking the halls. He gets, he gets tied up by, uh, mm-hmm. by wonder woman here. And there's something really cool. I don't think the 2017 version does this, but when he gets picked up by the lasso, it's like just a regular rope. You know, the lasso is unpowered 
and it just falls onto him. And then when she lifts him up, then it's activated. Mm -hmm. Then it lights up and has that, that power of Hestia imbued in it. And, um, I think the lasso in the other version is just already glowing. Like it falls Mm. down on him glowing and it lifts him up glowing. It has no change in, in effect on it. Um, not sure if that was something that was always going to be. And then, you know, just lately Zach was like, well, how about it doesn't have the effect and then it has the effect. But I like this version way better. I like that it's unpowered, like unglowing. And then when she's using the power of Hestia, then it glows and becomes, uh, magical. And, um, you know, she hangs a man, but not by his neck, but she is hanging this man. And I thought of that as pretty important because that's something a warrior Diana would do is, is to hang this man for his crimes and judge him and, and interrogate him. And I thought that was, that's pretty cool. Uh, I mean, the same exact thing was happening in the 1800s in this very same building right outside the streets. And that is true. They, uh, I think that's, that's kind of like what, what I find so cool and like a reference is that she's, she's using like kind of like the old ways of, of uh of judging someone and mm. not so much like oh that's fun not like uh beating someone up and and, and uh, uh i don't know like darth darth vader choking them like tell me about yeah. the, the terrorists or what are you guys doing here instead not it's your like, silly little hearings galloping through the yeah. streets the red capes are coming there's also uh comic book references that you know uh, i i only know these comic book references because i love reading so much wonder woman but you know things like flashpoint and injustice 2 where she in both of those stories she kills steve trevor by hanging him with the lasso of truth it's things Mm -hmm. like that where this is somewhat of a reference to that very just wonder woman where she's like tell me what i need to know and then the lasso of hestia will judge you for your crimes you know once you've once you've given the truth um so i think it's very cool we'll get into more of like what the conversation is with black clad beta like i said tomorrow but i do just like that imagery that that zach had drew of just being like hey you know if she's going to interrogate the guy i want her to really hold this man over a cliff with the lasso and now he had now he's stuck in a position of hey you have to tell the truth and then be judged. So I mm-hmm. really, I really do enjoy that. Um, the only other few notes that I had for this one is the bomb ping when Black Clad Alpha turns on the bomb it has this really cool ping that it does when it's when it's activated, and I I just love that uh, that sound effect that it has. And then uh, we get our first F word. In this minute, shut your fucking mouth, he says. Uh, Man, kids, close your ears. Close your ears. It's a rated R movie. It, it is what it is, but um, they, they dropped that F-bomb pretty quick. There's some other ones in this movie, and um, hey, they're, they're, they're terrorists. They're bad guys, so this, this is what bad people say, so don't say it. Nate. I'm trying to listen to the ping. Oh, no, you're fine. I'm just calling you out. Hey, I know, but... I was trying to listen to that ping, because you know me, I love a good ping. Yeah, really, really, really good ping. Um, 
But unless you got any other notes, Nate, I think that's going to do it for us here on DC Cinematic Minute. So if you guys enjoyed everything, you can find us on all social media at DCEU Minute and the Facebook group, the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society, where you can join us to talk about today's minute or any minutes you guys are catching up on. And we'll catch you guys tomorrow for minute number 22 of Zack Snyder's Justice League.